I'm Seth Penwell. And I'm Sean Braswell. And this is episode 23 of Wilson Arts and Beyond, a podcast of Wilson Arts in Wilson, North Carolina. Today we have with us Sarah Ratley, the owner of The Painted Farmer, and back with us is Kathy Hardison. So welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks. Thank you. So we're excited you're here with us. Uh, can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and The Painted Farmer and kind of what that is? Yeah, as Seth said, my name is Sarah. I'm the owner of The Painted Farmer in Lucama, North Carolina. Um, the Painted Farmer is a boutique farm experience. Um, we specialize in small events like goat yoga, painting with goats, and much, much more. And so how did you get started with this idea? Um, that's quite a long story. Um, We're here for it. <laughs> I guess we have plenty of time. All right, here we go. So let's see. I guess that The Painted Farmer has been about 10 years in the making. Um, I grew up always wanting farm animals, and my parents said no because we live at, lived in the suburbs which I felt like was just an excuse. But as soon as I went off to college, um, I got myself a horse. And then after college... When you went to college, you got a horse? <laughs> what Look. kind of dorm did you live in? <laughs> Look. What college accepts horses? <laughs> <laughs> there was a barn right down the road, and that's where I kept the horse. And it was just a very... It all worked out. We had like a... Um, like a dorm outing one day. We went to a farm. I asked these people if I could start taking riding lessons. They said yes. Three months later, I'm pulling a horse into their farm to board it there for the next four years. What's this horse's name? Her name was Star, and I had it for eight years, and she passed away, sadly. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I graduated... From college, I bought a really small farm that was a fixer-upper, and I started collecting animals for fun. So um, I got a goat off the side of the road. What? (laughs) I've never seen a goat on the side of the road that I could just get. It was actually on the side of a highway, and it wasn't my my doing. It was my best friend who brought it to me. So I can't be held responsible if about 12 years ago you had a goat that went missing. That wasn't (laughs) me on Highway 42. Um, but we looked for the owner. We couldn't find the owner. So the goat jumped in the car with her and her kids. I mean, she didn't kidnap it if it went willingly, right? So she opened the door. It jumped right in, started eating her kids' French fries. And really, I could just end there and say the rest is history. Um, What's this goat's name? Yeah, but please don't. (laughs) His name was Abraham. Oh. Yeah, and he was great. And what so other animals did you collect? I Then I got a Southdown baby doll sheep, which is like a smaller heritage breed type of sheep. Um, they're adorable, and I still have him. He's, he's getting up there. His name is Baby Bear. And so if you've been to the farm, you know, people that have been to the Painted Farmer, you know, I introduced the animals by name, of course. And so, you know, they know Baby Bear and... And then I got, you know, an alpaca, and then I got a pig, and then I got another pig. And, you know, it was at the point where it's like, this is a lot for just a backyard. Let's do this for fun because, you know, the animals just kept eating and eating. And so I said, I should make this into a business. But I I really didn't know how to bridge the gap from, like, hobby farm to agritourism. Um, And so that's kind of what I figured out over the past 10 years. Agritourism sounds really fancy. How did you even come up with that? It's not. You know, it's just a technical term, uh, agricultural tourism. So any farm that um, has opened its doors to visitors as well. Okay. 
not just traditional farming. So, you know, we have a lot around, um, around this part of North Carolina. And so that was just always kind of my dream, um, to really bring the people to the animals in the way that I've connected with animals. And so here we are. Yeah. 10 years later. So it, I took a many, many detours. Um, so are you still, um, at the same small farm that you got before? I'm not. I'm on, upgraded? <laughs> I'm on my third farm, and uh, it's, it's smaller than my first. Uh, I think a lot of people are surprised at how much we can do there, but we, we make it work. And, yeah, we, uh, we have a historic barn that we do goat yoga in and are painting with goats. And um, at the end of last year, we were able to – uh, move from the farm and get a bigger house down the road um, for our expanding family. And um, yeah, now we use the farmhouse for the business. So the two front rooms we use for like paint parties. If it's too hot in the barn, we also do things like murder mysteries and girls night out and all that fun stuff. So now we have actual air conditioned and heated space for the public. So that's super nice. And you're based in Lucama, right? Yes, in Lucama. Are you from Lucama originally? I am from Wilson. So 10 minutes from Lucama. And like I said, raised in a neighborhood. So no, no farm animals in my youth, just lots of cats and dogs. So how does the the painting? How did you come up with painting with goats? How does so, that come into play? <clears throat> I think, you know, when I was trying to figure out how to make all of this come to life, um, I really needed some capital. So I started teaching paint parties. And um, in the beginning years of The Painted Farmer, I would go to people's houses, work, church, wherever they let me go, to teach them paint parties. And so um, after a couple years of doing that, I was able to fix up the farm and finally welcome visitors. And so that's kind of how that all came together. Um, I started um, goat yoga in the winter of 2021. Yeah. You started goat yoga in the winter. So January 31st, I believe, was our first class. And then we did, you know, painting on the farm in March and we started that. And then painting with you know, painting on the farm turned into painting with goats. So it really has just evolved from, yeah, from those paint parties that I was doing all over North Carolina. What did you get your degree in? Um, so I studied at Campbell University and I have a degree in psychology with a minor in art. I think it paid off because, you know, <laughs> I deal with people so much. So the psychology comes in handy. And then, of course, the art for teaching um, people how to paint door hangers mostly is what we paint. So, yeah. That is super cool. So there's clearly a background there where you where you have your passion for animals and stuff. How did your passion for art, like we saw where the bridge connected there, but how did you start that journey? I guess it started like in sixth sixth grade um, in history class. We had an assignment. We were studying different artists in history. Everybody had to pick um, an artist and then kind of paint something in the same, you know, uh, style as the artist you chose. So I picked Picasso um, and it was right after 9-11 and I painted like two doves and um, 
they were like little American flags, but in the shape of doves. And so I just had a lot of fun with that. And I think I realized then I was probably like 12 that that's something, I mean, I had loved art since I was little, what kid doesn't, but I realized then that I really, you know, it, it spoke to me and it relaxes me and it, it, I think it takes my mind to like a different place than any other kind of work. And so, um, I really did want to combine both my passions. I wanted to, to work with animals and art. And so I just finally figured out a way to make that happen. This is more, I'm just curious. What are people's first reactions when there's goat yoga? Cause I just can't imagine. Well, first of all, I can't personally imagine doing yoga, but to add a goat to it. Some people are like, Oh yeah, goat yoga. I've heard of that. But the majority of people are like, I'm sorry, what goat? yoga how does that work and i'm like well we do yoga and they're goats (laughs) so um (laughs) it's it's really great our goat yoga sessions are led by um matthew matthew our our, (laughs) matthew hey matthew our goat yoga i'm gonna start calling her that now (laughs) matthew hey what's up girl um our goat yoga sessions are led by stacy matthews and um she's been teaching for us since the beginning and so it's really just an hour of Really light beginner's yoga. Um, the animals um, come in and they just hang out with you. We've got one special goat, Benjamin, who Stacy has trained to jump on people's backs. Um, and so when you're in like a certain position, you kind of um, coax him with food and then he will jump on people's backs and kind of stand there for pictures. There are also certain poses you can do where, you know, you put the food in your hand and when you lean over, you open it and a goat appears. Um, so they just kind of hang out with you and around until it's their time to shine and then they get involved. Um, but it's just like a really laid back way to spend some time with goats. Um, when people are worried about how the class is going to go or if they're new to yoga, I, kind of describe it as something that's very heavy on the goat and light on the yoga. (laughs) I love that. How many goats are normally involved with a session? Typically we have about five, at least five goats. And I would say that's, um, you know, in our seasons where the babies have left the farm, if it's the spring, you're going to get even more and you're going to get newborn babies. And then the early summer and that's, you know, precious because who doesn't love baby goats? And then as the year goes on and the babies leave the farm, we typically have at least five mini goats that um, participate in goat yoga with us. And we also partner with the Painted Farmer and they bring their goats to the Wilson Art Center sometime, which is super cool. Yeah. To have goats in the gallery. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it's quite a unique experience, and I actually have super enjoyed it. Um, I think, you know, when you think goat yoga, you definitely don't think doing it, like, in an art studio, inside. And so just being able to, you know, bring the animals to, like, the arts community has been really fun. So the question that I get the most often is, what if the goats poop? (laughs) I'll let Sarah answer. Um, if the goats poop near you, that's good luck. So that, that's what we say. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think I've ever, I don't think we've ever had an animal like use the restroom on someone, but it definitely happens near them sometimes. When we're in the barn, we like have, you know, 
a thick layer of straw on the ground. So it absorbs all of the bodily fluids. But, you know, when we're doing goat yoga, we just uh, have a cleanup crew with us and it actually is not bad at all. So, so I'm on the, the performing arts side. Yeah, uh, you have uh, painting with goats, which is visual arts. Oh, we need to get goats on you stage. You have yoga with goats, <laughs> yes. which is kind of in between, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then yes, but let's talk about your murder mysteries. Yeah, that you have at your place. How have they gone? Uh, how many people can attend those events? Is it like dinner theater style, or do you wander around the farm trying to figure out who done it, or? Yeah, so our murder mysteries are really fun. It's something that I just decided we were going to try last year around um, Halloween. And the response was like immediate. We sold out quickly. Um, We had about 20 people for that first party, which I think is a good size, you know, between 10 to 15 and 20. You don't really want more than that. Um, I would say for what we do. And yeah, typically, um, people, you know, come to the farm. We assign them characters ahead of time and costumes. Um, we give them cue cards and then we have like three phases. And so we do go around the farm. Sometimes we start in the farmhouse, then we make our way to the back and then we go into the barn to end. Um, so the animals are kind of around, but they're not really part of it. And, um, yeah, it's very, you know, you don't have to be an actor. You just have to be willing to get out of your shell and everything is, you know, prompted and written out for you. And so the evening goes pretty well, pretty smoothly. And, um, yeah, every, you know, at the beginning, everybody is kind of nervous, like, Oh, I've never done this before. And by the end, everybody is friends, whether they had come together or not. And, um, everybody's laughing and having a great time and talking about coming again. So we've had, um, a few since then and we've got um some more coming up and yeah you can find our upcoming events on thepaintedfarmer.co uh no m and under our upcoming events tab um we have some public paint parties with goats coming up we've got some goat yogas coming up and i'm gonna add some murder mysteries for october as well we've got a couple private murder mystery parties so we do private parties as well if anybody's interested in the painting with goats or the goat yoga or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Now I'm disappointed we're not doing podcasts with goats. I know. I, know. I almost yeah. brought Benjamin. You should have. <laughs> Benjamin <laughs> would have loved this. He would have just been standing on the table eating his snacks happily. And we'd have gave him a microphone. Yeah. Yes, I mean, he. For sure. He thinks he's a person. Benjamin, you know, like I said, for people who have been to the farm, they know exactly who Benjamin is. He's the one who can't be contained by a fence. He um, is like a free-range goat. He really goes wherever he wants to. No, he doesn't go on the road. I don't know how he doesn't. He just is smart. And so we got him from a farm that had raised him in their house um, on a bottle because his mom passed away. And so he was raised with humans. And then when he came to us, he thought that he was a human. And when I tried to put him with goats, he literally looked at me like, do you think I'm an animal? And I had to break it to him that he is in fact a goat, but it took him a while to really accept that honestly. And so now when we have visitors at the farm, that's his favorite thing. It's just being around people. So Benjamin is our, our main man. So do you have a funny goat story? Like what's the craziest goat thing um yes the goats get paint on them all the time um they try to eat foreign objects i've had to go down goats throats 
several times to retrieve, you know, fake greenery that we use for the paint parties or uh, full paint cups. That did happen one time. Um, I don't think that would have worked out well for her digestion. So I I had to go retrieve it. Um, Yeah, you know. Have you thought about expanding into the other animals? Painting with alpacas. (sighs) Well, you know, we have definitely put our tables out in the middle of the field before, and you just put a little food on the table, and the alpacas come up. The the our miniature cow Marigold, she'll come up. So we've done, you know, painting with with the cow in the pasture. Um, all you have to do is is stick a table out in their field, and they'll come right up for food. Um, I have thought about. Uh, training our alpacas to ride in the car and go to events, particularly weddings. I know that that is popular some places. To um, have alpacas at weddings? They sure do. Who knows? So I'll keep we you all posted on, <laughs> on uh, the uh, the evolution of, of that. But, you know, give me a couple years to train my alpacas and we'll see where that goes. <laughs> yeah. You said you have pigs also. Yes, we do have pigs. The pigs are, um, (laughs) I was going to say a breed of their own kind, no pun Mm -hmm. intended. They are, pigs are just highly intelligent creatures, um, very like aware. They're very emotional. They're, you know, science has shown that they have a lot of similarities of like three-year-old children um, as far as their development and their, you know, cognitive abilities. And so pigs are really smart. We typically, you know, don't have the pigs interact with people too much. Pigs are known for loving food. So we let our visitors, you know, feed the animals. The pigs get a little too excited. So typically people can come see the pigs before <laughs> before they enter the field or after. And during, we just let them uh, hang out on their barn so yeah so um i know you had mentioned you do a lot of door hangers and it always looks like y'all have different designs that are kind of based around the seasons how do you come up with all those different designs and they look like super cute super like things that people would really like to hang in their homes and thank you so much that is probably you know to some artists or creators, I think that um, designing or coming up with art um, is probably easy and it just kind of flows and comes to them. Um, creating original designs for our door hangers is actually <laughs> not something that comes super easily to me. So I put a lot of thought into it. Um, <clears throat> a lot of Yeah, a lot of thought. I have to think about, you know, what's popular this year? What can we do for each season? Um, What's going to be easy for our guests to paint, even if they've never painted in their lives? Um, But what is also going to appeal to them, um, you know, once they've turned it into a finished product? So... Yeah, we, um, I came out with a bunch of new designs last year and then we've used them this year as well. So, um, at the beginning of 2023, it's going to be time to roll out several new designs. So I, I'm gearing up for, uh, how that's going to be. 
So you kind of do those all at once for the year is what it sounds like. I uh, strive to do that. That is not the way that it necessarily goes. But I'm telling myself that in the down season, so, you know, January, I usually take off for the month. There's not much going on. People have just celebrated Christmas. They want to be home with their families. It's cold outside. And so that's when a lot of prep work for the business takes place. And I've told myself that I need to create, you know, door hangers for the entire year in that one month. So uh, ask me about it in February. Okay, I will. (laughs) And all of those are like custom made too. It's not something that you just like buy and say, hey, paint this. Yes. They're all specifically cut. Yes. So um, a question I get sometimes is, oh my gosh, do you cut all of this out yourself? I am proud to say that I used to do that. Um, but as the business has grown, we have found a local manufacturer who, you know, it's a man, a local man who also has his own small business. And so I'm just a small business supporting another local small business. And yes, it it does cost a lot more when you don't cut things yourself, but you know, when you're serving, um, a lot of guests every weekend. It's really nice to have someone else do that legwork for you. And, um, yes, everything is custom. So that's, you know, another thing that we can offer to our customers, you know, you can't just go to Hobby Lobby and get this. (laughs) You have to come to the painted farmer. Um, so yeah. So Sarah, is there anything, uh, you want to talk about some upcoming events or things you would like our listeners to know about how to get in contact with you or schedule events with you? Definitely. Um, please follow us on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. We're also on TikTok. But look, don't judge me. That was um, peer pressure. Um, <laughs> you can also email at us at uh, thepaintedfarmer at gmail.com. Or like I said, check us out online at thepaintedfarmer.co. Um, you can see all of our upcoming events on our website or under our events tab on Facebook. We have a lot of um, events coming up for the fall. We're entering our busy season. Um, We are now booking for private parties for the fall and Christmas. So if you want to come paint a door hanger with goats, now is the time to get in touch with us. Um, But we will also have public events like uh, pumpkin carving with goats and, um, you know, murder mysteries and girls night out. So definitely, um, check back on our website often for new events that are always being posted. And we do have a hello pumpkin painting with goats coming up here at the Wilson art center on Thursday, September the 15th. And I want to be signed up for the Christmas doorknob painting with goats, murder mystery. Whoa. He just I made just that up, folks. I just okay. want it all he together. Made that up. I want it all together. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. As always, we want to thank you and our guests for joining us. We also want to thank Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton for providing our music. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Also, be sure to check out our website, wiltsonarts.com, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WiltsonArtsNC for the latest information about our events. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time.